the Lord put upon my heart a passage of Scripture from Psalm 103. If you have your Bibles, could you turn with me to the 103rd Psalm? We sang about it this morning, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. When you get to the address that I just gave you, say, I love the Word. Awesome. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Can I get an amen from everybody over 60? (laughs) Amen. Father, I come to you this morning, your servant, and I ask that you would use, use me, Lord, to speak your words. Let them be your words and your thoughts and not mine. Uh, Lord, I'm always cautious and careful to make sure that you get all the honor and the glory, but I ask today, Lord, that you would anoint our ears to hear, anoint our mind to understand, and anoint our heart to receive your holy word today. In Jesus' name, and all the church said, amen. Amen. Now, you may be wondering, is he going to say anything about the election? Uh, No, I'm not, actually. Wednesday. I will say something about it on Wednesday. All right. Um, I've just made a decision that Wednesday night's going to be straight talk. Boom. And Sundays, I want to bring edifying, uplifting, encouraging messages for all. We need it. Amen. We need it a lot more than you need me up here visiting the election. All right. Uh, So I'm going to move on. You know, we need to learn how to live with a heart of thanksgiving and a heart of gratitude. Now, you might think, well, that's a great segue in the month of November. It's Thanksgiving month. You know, I'd be, this is how smart I am. That didn't occur to me until I wrote the message. And I went, okay, well, it's going to be a good Thanksgiving series, I guess. A person can have everything in the world, fine house, fancy car, great job, great spouse, great kids, all the health that they need, and still feel empty, can feel unsatisfied, can feel unfulfilled, can be very unhappy. Just because you got what seems to be all the stuff does not mean that you're fulfilled on the inside. They look great from the outside, but on the inside, they are empty. They're alone. They're frustrated. They're bitter uh, and ungrateful. And so it begs the question, why? why? Why is that? That you can seemingly on the outside have everything in the world that a person may want and have, and yet on the inside be void of anything. Well, it's really about our attitude. Our attitude is everything. Uh, I got a little golf marker thing that I, that I use when I get to golf, and, and then the little coin that you pull off, it says it's all about attitude. And, of course, I'm reminded of that every time I put a ball marker down laying six or seven. But anyway, um, we live in a world where there's a lot of oppression. We live in the world where there's a lot of confusion. We live in a world where there's, uh, things are difficult. Circumstances are very tenuous, very sketchy, 
but what's bigger than our circumstances? Quite frankly, yes, it's God, but it's also our ability to choose how we're going to feel about it. See, what's bigger than, God bless you, that's all right. <laughs> I won't hold it against you, but a minute or two, I'm just kidding. Okay. I always tell the story that uh, uh, I had a, a barking dog on my phone, and I was up here talking about everybody silence their phone, silence their phone. I think my phone was down in the front seat, and it started barking. I went, oh, my gosh. So, anyway. uh, you know, our ability to choose how we're going to navigate the circumstances, how we're going to na- navigate the trouble, quite frankly, is, is powerful. Because we have the choice one way or another. And I want to challenge you today, and I want to challenge myself to take responsibility for the attitude that we have. And everything that's going on right now, come on, y'all. We can have a bad attitude. Or we can have a good attitude. That's your choice. And you have a powerful ability to choose to have a good attitude or a bad attitude. And our attitude about life really is, for the most part, determined by the choices that we make. And it's certainly determined by the choice to be grateful for what we have, not begrudging what we don't have, to be grateful for what we have. Maybe we should change our focus from the things that... uh, we do have instead of thinking about all that we don't have. We can spend so much time there that we can feel like somehow we've lost and that we're empty. In order to make that adjustment, in order to make the adjustment in what we focus on, in order to make the attitude adjustment that's necessary, today we're going to look at, as we did, read one of the most powerful psalms of David in Psalm 103. And we're going to take a journey there together, maybe for the whole month, especially if I break down this entire passage of Scripture in 20-minute segments for the rest of November. Look at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Can you imagine yourself in such an attitude that no matter what's happening around you, you have an attitude or you're in a state of thanksgiving and praise. Can you imagine yourself there? I'm, I, be, I dare say there's probably some that go, yeah, I can imagine myself being there occasionally. But I can't imagine myself there in every circumstance, in every situation. So that's why I wanted you to invoke your imagination. See, God wants us to live in an attitude of thanksgiving. He wants us to live in an attitude of gratitude no matter what's Listen, no matter what's going on in life, whether that be in your own life or your family's life or whatever it is you hear on the news media, to have an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness for what God has done in your life. And we need to have that mindset. If we will have that mindset, it will make us stronger in every way. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10 says, Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You see, when you're ungrateful about life, you are also many times a joyless person inside. Remember, I said it it can look like you have everything on the outside and be void on the inside. But if you'll have 
an attitude of thanksgiving in all that you have in every circumstance of life. It will develop joy in your life, and joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Instead of waking up in the morning on the wrong side of the bed with an attitude of grumpiness or an attitude of woe is me, wives quit elbowing your husbands, we need to wake up with a prayer in our hearts. Let there be a prayer in our hearts to say, Lord, I need an impartation of joy today. I'm betting in the last 72 hours the things that's happened in our country, we might all be saying, I need an impartation of joy right about now. All right? Well, ask for it. Wake up in the morning with a request on your heart, a prayer on your heart saying, Lord, I need to have joy. Many times we wake up with that grumpiness or wake up with that woe is me attitude. If we'll ask for an impartation of joy, it will strengthen us in order to have a new outlook on the day. I find that I have a new outlook on the day when I enter my day with thanksgiving for what I have, not grumpiness for what I don't. Huh? Can you, can you say amen? So when you have this heart of joy, it will align you in an attitude that you're able to say, no matter what the circumstances may be, no matter what's going on, no matter how I may feel right here in this moment, I can say what the psalmist David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Did you notice it said, all that is within me? It's not just the escaping of words that say something that you don't actually feel. It's about asking the Lord for an impartation of joy so that you truly feel that way, that you're thankful, that you're grateful, no matter how little you have or how much you have. Psalm, let's take a look at the second verse. <coughs> Excuse me. Psalm 103, verse 2. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There's another translation that says, forget none of them. Don't forget a single one. David explains to us how to overcome that mindset of woe is me, nothing but trouble, the oppression, the depression, the obsession with turmoil and unrest. Listen, if I'm talking about the events indirectly, of the last few days. We need to quit being so obsessed with all the negative news. In fact, why don't you just turn the news off for a week? Huh? Can I help you with something? Today's Sunday. If you turned the news off for a week and turned it on again next Sunday, it'd be like a soap opera because it just fit, pick up where it left off this week. And you ain't done yourself any good whatsoever by stressing out about it. Right on? You know, he tells us, the apostle, excuse me, the psalmist David, that we can rise above our circumstances by not forgetting the blessings that we have. And we all have blessings. Keep reminding yourself regularly of what the Lord has done for you. Take time to remind yourself what God has done for you. Amen? That's what we need to do. We need to be more focused on what God has done for us and not 
what he has, what hasn't happened in our life. Many times we're more focused on the trouble we face. We're more focused on the depression we have. We're more more focused on the pain we experience. We're more focused on what we've lost rather than what we've gained. Can I get a witness from somebody? And if we could just simply wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I need an impartation of joy today. And remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. That it might be for you that no matter what you may be going through, no matter how downtrodden you may feel, that you will still be able to proclaim with great honesty, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of the good things that he's done for me. Hear me, beloved, a, a, a rich person is not an individual that has everything they want. It's not a, a rich person is not a person who has everything that goes their way. A rich person is a person who is thankful for what they have. I've seen some of the poorest people with very, very little in life be so much more thankful and grateful with a great attitude of joy on their life than people who have great wealth. I've seen it in all the years that I've pastored, and it's amazing. See, there's a richness in being thankful for what you have. David told us to remember the good things that the Lord has done for us. Check this out. Now, then he takes off on a list of good things. See, your, your list of good things shouldn't be, ooh, I got a nice car. Thank you, Jesus. Got a nice house. Glory to God Almighty and all the angels in heaven. No, 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 no. Did you notice the first thing on the list of benefits that David gives a list? He says, forget none of his benefits, number one, who pardons all your sins. Mmm who pardons all your sins. Now think about this for a moment. What would life be like? What would your attitude in life be like if you were not forgiven of any of your sins? <laughs> exactly. That's what I said when I, that thought came to my mind and I typed that down. And went, oh man, I'm done for. This, this, I'm a crispy critter fried in hell. You know what I'm saying? Deep fried. What would your attitude be like if there was this sense in you that I've never been forgiven? I'm still carrying the weight of all my sins. Well, firstly, if Father God never forgave us of our sins, we would never be able to forgive ourselves. And that really, friends, is a big part of the weight that we carry many times, even though we'll say on the one hand that I know God has forgiven me on, of my sins, but on the other hand we'll say, but I haven't been able to forgive myself yet. You see, when you have a revelation and a realization that Father God has forgiven you of your sins, you will be able to forgive yourself. And if we couldn't have that, we'd be living in a constant state of guilt and shame. If we didn't have that sense, we, we, then we would be finding ourselves just in trouble all the time. And it would be hard to wake up in the morning with joy, right? You understand what I'm saying? But be, so that's where David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And do not forget what he's done. And first and foremost on the psalmist David's list was, he forgave me of my stuff. 
And I don't know about you, but I had a long list of stuff. Anybody else in the room, can I get a witness from somebody? Wretched we may be. He has forgiven us. And not just forgiven us. Now, I, I can't even imagine, don't want to imagine, don't even want to imagine, but I have to go there for the sake of this message, what it would be like if I didn't have the love and forgiveness of God. And I'm just, in this case, right here, right now, I'm just talking about myself. Some of you know my story, at least parts of it. Many of you may not, because there's a lot of new folks here. The trouble that I've had all of my life, and I'm not alone. <laughs> Okay, we've all got our stuff, right? Pain is pain, regardless of how deep the wound goes. Pain is still pain. But I'd, I would be, if I did not have a sense that God loves me and that he forgave me and that I spend time daily reminding myself of that and being grateful for it, I would be, I'd be in a constant state of self-condemnation. I'd be in a constant state of possible self-loathing, okay? I know, listen, I know some of you have just been perfect since you came out of the womb, never told a lie, never said a bad word, never done nothing, just little saints of God. And there's others of us who've left a lot of mess in our trail. I wouldn't be able to forgive not only me, but if I didn't know that God forgave me and that he loves me, I would probably not be able to forgive those who committed wrongs against me. I'd be in a constant state of guilt, a constant state of deep shame. And this is speaking to some of you because you are here as children of God, Christian, but still living in the guilt and shame of previous deeds, of the past. And you've been washed whiter than snow. And you've been forgiven of your sins. It's one of the grand benefits that Father God brings to us when we yield ourselves to him and confess our sins as 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, if he has cleansed me, from all unrighteousness, then who am I to begin to remember and draw up a list of all the former wrongs? I just dirty myself. Any of you had kids? You know, my wife said we had the kids over, the grandkids over, and Diane's she washing faces and hands all the time. She even said something about, come here, I'm the, I'm the washcloth queen or something. I don't remember what she said. But she's, she's rubbing the skin off those kids for crying out loud. Constantly, she says it so she doesn't get anything on the couch. That ain't happening with nine grandchildren, I'm just saying. <laughs> Why? It's because you clean their face and they turn right around, they come in just with dirt everywhere. Right? Everywhere. And it's the same for us sometimes. But we have been cleansed. I don't need to get dirty again in my own mind and through my own confession. I need to recognize that I have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so have you. I don't have to wake up grumpy. I don't have to wake up 
in the mully grubs. I don't have to wake up in the woe is me, stress-filled attitude. And even if I do a little bit, I begin, I need to have in my heart, Lord, I need an impartation of joy today because I'm dealing with some stuff. Lord, I, I don't feel so strong, so I need your joy so that I can have strength for the day. But it comes down to a choice. Or I have a choice to get up, be grumpy, you know, snappy at the wife. I'm never snappy at the wife, am I, sweetheart? She's like, I can't lie in church. I can't lie in church. <laughs> did, you, did you see her? She kind of went on to, no. <laughs> but guess what, folks? That's a choice. If I even, if I do wake up and my back's hurting or I've had a bad night and I didn't sleep well, I still have a choice about how I'm going to feel and the attitude that I'm going to have when I finally come across another human being. She just happens to be the first one in my way when I get up. You all know what I mean by that. Okay? Let's make a choice to rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. And I'm going to be glad in it. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Or, I know you made the day, Lord, but quite frankly, it sucks. <laughs> Excuse my language, I'm sorry. Yeah. Y'all say that all the time anyway. We felt that way. Life just feels awful. But all you got to do is confess, make a good confession on your life. Make a good confession that all is going to be well. And I make a choice to rejoice. Can I get a healthy amen from somebody? So I want you to know that, uh, that no matter what we're going through, you and I do not have to exist in the past. I don't have to. And neither do you. The Apostle Paul says, this one thing I do, I forget the things that lie behind, and I press forward to the mark of the high call of God in my life. Amen? You don't need to live in the past, y'all. That's not a good place to be. The enemy wants you there. And he is known as the accuser of the brethren, and he will do everything that he can to remind you of your faults and of your sins and of your offenses so that he can keep you down. But you don't have to be there because I know that God loves me, and I want you to know that he loves you too, amen? I know that God accepts me the way I am in all of my imperfections, and I know that he accepts you too. I know that God has forgiven me of every single sin in my life, and I know that he will forgive you as well. I wish somebody would praise the Lord in the house of God. Psalm 103, verse 12, he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Oh, come on, y'all. Did you hear that? When I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse me of my sins and, and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness, and I've become the righteousness of Christ. And then that sin has now been removed, are you hearing me? By the word of God has been removed so far away from me, as far away from me as the east is from the west. 
That's God's opinion of it. Why can't we have that opinion and that mindset? Or Micah chapter 7, verse 19. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Amen. It's known theologically as the sea of forgetfulness. He takes our sins, and not only does he throw them, remove them so far away from us, but even in his own heart and his own mind and in his own being, they are thrown into the depths of the sea. And yet you and I can't say, bless the Lord for forgiving me of all my sins. See, that's the first one on the list. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. And what's the first one that the psalmist lists? Amen? Who pardons all your iniquities, who forgives all your sins. I wonder if you can receive that and believe it today. Can you receive it? Amen. I'm going to read this passage of Scripture one more time, and then we're going to get ready to go have chicken or something. I don't know. <laughs> Amen. You all still love me? All right. Chicken after church, then. Praise the Lord. Excuse me. <clears throat> Psalm 103, verse, verses 1 through 5. And I want you to receive this now. I want you, don't let it just be one of the Psalms that you like. Let it burrow itself into your being and into your spirit. That especially in this season that we're in, not just the season of thanksgiving, but the season of unrest and civic, civil chaos, battle, that we can keep our focus where we need to keep our focus, and we need to keep our focus on Father God and His Holy Word. Amen? So let this burrow its way into your psyche, into your spirit, into your being. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. Who pardons all your guilt, who heals all your diseases. Oh, we're going to get on that one next week. Who redeems your life from the pit. I got some serious stuff to say about that one who crowns you with favor and compassion. Oh, that's going to be a great conversation. Who satisfies your years with good things. Come on, somebody. And I like this one. I can't wait to get to this last one. So that your youth. Come on, brother. <laughs> what are you, old or something? No. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. You're going to love it when we have that conversation about that. Give the Lord a praise in the house of God today. Amen.
All right, just because I'm obsessing over the clock, what time is it? 12.28? Ooh, I preached too long today, didn't I? It's a good thing I didn't have that clock up there because at 10 after, I'd have been obsessing about it. All right, well, praise God. Huh? Oh, you'd let... The front row sitter says they let me know when I went too long. I'm not sure what that looks like. <laughs> Throwing something at me or what? You know? Praise God. Listen, I love you, Miss Dine, and I love you. As she said earlier, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us and, and uh, just love and are honored to be your pastors here at this church and look forward to many, 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 many great days together. Amen. I want you to take this word. And I want you to live it out this week. I challenge you and me to wake up in the morning with a prayer to Father God. I need an impartation of joy today. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Would you stand with me and let me bless you as you go? Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for, your, for the opportunity that you've given me to deliver the word and for us to hear and receive your word. I thank you for all of our guests here today, all of our family and friends that have joined together in this house or online. Thank you so much, Lord, for them. I just pray, Father, that this word would burrow itself into their very being, that it, it would be something they think about all week long. Every single day, I pray, Father, that this word, this seed, be anointed in their life, Lord. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. I pray that the Lord bless you, and that he keep you, and he make his face shine upon you, and that he be gracious to you. I pray that the Lord turn his face toward you, and that he grant you peace, and that he gives you strength. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. We'll see you midweek at our Wednesday service. Have a great day.